0: Hello, welcome back to the podcast. It's me, Ethan, and I am joined once again by a guest. Guest, introduce yourself.
1: Hi, guys. My name is Carly. I'm from Houston. I love milk and Jesus.
0: So you said that you wanted to talk about a particular topic here on the podcast. What did you want to talk about?
1: I want to talk about love because I love love and God is love and I love God. So I'm very excited.
0: So you want to talk about God?
1: I do. A little. Well, yeah, a lot. Okay.
0: Okay. Go go ahead. Go ahead.
1: Okay. Well, I am so in love with the Lord Jesus Christ. It's crazy how much he has changed my life and the way that I love people. And he's shaped so many amazing people in my life that show me different aspects of who he is and i just could not be prouder to live my life or be me so yeah
0: so can you explain like was it like a certain point where you feel like you fell in love with the lord
1: mm, yeah yeah i sorry <laughs> i was not so for those of you who don't know, my parents are so lovely, particularly my father. He is such a big inspiration to me. He is a wonderful example of masculine love and gentleness and goodness in my life. And I am so, so proud to be his daughter. Um. And he's Catholic, like he went to seminary for a hot minute and then he discerned out of seminary and that's why I'm here Um, and my mom's Buddhist and like she converted when she married my dad, but anyway, um, so I was raised Catholic and in a very loving home, Um, but I was also pretty rebellious in my early teen years. And I did not know the love of our Lord until I had a wonderful friend who pointed me towards the Lord, who I observed her love for scripture and her love um, for living like Jesus and radically loving. And I began to see the holes in my own life and the holes in my heart and that I was filling them with things that wouldn't fulfill me, right? and so I went through confirmation classes, and honestly, like, I did not love the church. I was kind of against it, and I was like, why am I here? Like, don't these people, like, aren't they super hateful? But also, I had, like, bad catechism when I was little, you know what I mean? And so I didn't fully understand the church, but as I began to understand and value tradition more like in my own own culture and then that extending to (laughs) to my love of the church that like opened my eyes to the richness and the beauty that um, humanity has for Jesus Christ our savior and that began to change things in my life and my behavior Um, and then I had this really great moment of imaginative prayer and jesus christ just completely wrecked my mind and my heart and i was convinced that i should love him forever
0: so people talk about love a lot in society in life and you, you hear around that like oh love is love and that love is this love is that uh, and surely before like this experience of yours you knew about what love uh, in some sense, what love was. What did you say changed the most between what you think, what you thought love was then and what you think love is now?
1: Mm. Well, so my dad had a lot of, he has a lot of unconditional love, right? Like I can mess up a million times and he'll still be there welcoming me home. Like the prodigal son and his father. I, I love my dad, but... I did not get to see my dad a lot growing up because he would work a lot. And so I was around my mom and my brother a lot. And my mom's um, affection is very, very conditional um, because she's a very ambitious person and she's very driven. And I felt as though my worth and my deservingness of love was based on my performance and based on how successful I could be and that just wasn't true and
0: yeah yeah I think that's just like a very typical Asian American experience of uh the conditionality of love and yeah I mean I I, yeah yeah I, I feel a, a little bit uh yeah for sure
1: yeah um my mom she she's super cracked like so in Vietnam, you have to take entrance exams to college. And my mom, she got like the third highest score in the nation for her grade. And she like was like, I'm out of here. And she yeeted to the University of Paris. So she like expected really big things for me too.
0: My mom is also incredibly cracked. Uh, she, uh, I don't know which exam it was, but there were exams in, in Vietnam and she was top five in the country. Uh, at some point in her life but then she was like "Mm, i don't know how i feel about this country and then she dipped
1: yeah no for real that's that's my mom too and my mom's also incredibly well read like um she studied literature in college and she's a writer now like she's written five books and she goes on like book tours and stuff and she's always been into like asian american authors and i don't know like one of the authors that I grew up hearing her talk about, and being a big inspiration for her writing. Like he's like blown up on like social media now and people are reading him as people like to like read more now. And I'm like, oh, my mom's been reading him for a really long time. Like she's she's the OG cool girl. And I was reading his book last night. His name's Haruki Murakami. My mom's a Murakami stan and i was reading his book last night in my pajamas in bed and i felt like my mother you know what i mean it was it was a really beautiful experience i love my mom and i also like like we have a very complex relationship but i'm i'm very thankful for like books and literature and her um her femininity because those are things that really bind us together
0: that's very cool my mom's very cracked, too, but it's more like STEM engineering cracked. But yeah, she's, she's, she's pretty dope. Yeah. So what specifically about love did you want to talk about?
1: I don't know. Um,
0: you gave me like four categorizations before we started. You, 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 you want to talk about those?
1: Yeah, let's talk about friend love, like platonic love.
0: Okay, yeah, what, what, what about it? Like th- this, there's a lot to say. Like you, you have a question or should I ask you a question?
1: You can ask me a question.
0: So can you define like platonic love? And then what's like a core example of like the epitome of platonic love?
1: Mmm. Okay. This is gonna be a tangent from your question, but then we'll circle back, maybe. So my idea of how I should structure my friendships is that Like, the example of Jesus Christ going out to, like, the prostitutes and the tax collectors and loving them and serving them and becoming their friend, right? Like, not just people that he talked to, like, genuinely their friend. Um, But when he went out to go be with them and keep them company, he was never changed to become like them. There we go he was never changed to become like them because he had such a good relationship with his father. Like he went and prayed in private. And then he also had like such a good friend group that was based in the Lord that had, that had his, that shared his faith and shared his values and shared his core morals and that were able to call him higher and uplift him um, whenever he came back from being with the world. And I, want to reflect that as well like i want to love others who are not like me but then i also want to have like my close friend circle whom i love and then my relationship with the father that's um that fulfills all of this love and that all of this love is poured out through
0: that's cool that's very based uh yeah that's that that's that's very that's very cool. It's very Christ-like. I don't know. I, I, I don't, I'm scared of strangers, and I'm kind of nervous. So, uh, yeah, when you said that, the introverted me got kind of spooked. But to—oh, to, yes, there was a question. You should now answer it.
1: Oh, well, I wanted to kind of elaborate on my tangent. Is that okay?
0: That is okay. You can elaborate on your tangent, and then we'll get back to the question later.
1: Okay, so to elaborate on my tangent, I think it's different for me because I'm very bubbly— And also, like, I was the person that at my youth group, whenever a new person would come who isn't accustomed to faith, um, is curious about growing, like, my youth minister would come to me and be like, hey, Carly, like, there's a new person coming. Can you make sure they feel welcomed? Um, And, like, you don't have to talk about faith with them, but just make sure that they know their way around and have a good experience here. And so I would be the one that would of connect with them and introduce myself and get to know them personally and i think that's really beautiful um but i'm also very 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 careful about the people that i surround myself with closely um yeah they're all wife very wife
0: okay um you've said the word wife uh, i've gotten this explanation but you do need to explain to the viewers at home because they don't know what you're talking about so go ahead go ahead and explain that and uh yeah.
1: Okay, so I was reflecting <laughs> on the traits that my friends have. You know what I mean? Like, my, I, as a person, do not value pettiness. And I don't value vanity. And I don't value self-seekingness. Like, those are things that are complete icks to me in character. And when I'm looking for a friend... I will not look for someone who is very forward about those traits. So I was thinking, like, oh, what do I value in the friends that I surround myself with? Because my group of friends at home, they're so amazing and they're so virtuous. And they are so loving towards me. And I know I can depend on them. And it's just really great. I'm very happy with the friends that I have. And so I was thinking about it. And I came up with this acronym with my friend, Kate Allie. Shout out, Kate Alley. And, um, it's WIFE, W-I-F-E, and it stands for weird, intelligent, funny, and esoteric. And so, all of my friends, to my knowledge, kind of take up two of these traits. So, Ethan, I would say that you're intelligent and esoteric, and those are things that we bond on.
0: So, you potentially told me that I am neither weird nor funny, (laughs) which, uh... You're wrong.
1: I do think you're weird. Um,
0: but you don't think I'm funny?
1: I think when we talk, I laugh at myself a lot.
0: Um, yeah, I guess I don't care whether or not I'm funny. Yeah. But also humor. Actually, we're not going to talk about humor. It's okay. You, you, you can continue on with your spiel.
1: Yeah. So my friends are very wife, and I love them. But I'm also not opposed to being friends who are wife.
0: Yeah, um, but it, so it, it's one of those things where it's kind of like uh, like one can look back on like all the girls they've had a crush on and say, oh, they all happened to wear glasses. But it's not the fact that if one did not wear glasses that like, like there's nothing inherent to the glasses. It's just like, oh, uh, this is like an empirical thing looking back. Is it kind of like that?
1: Yes, it is. I think. But I also think when I go out looking for close friends, I click with people who are white more. And then I'm like, oh, why did I click with them? Oh, they were weird and esoteric. Cool, cool. Like we can bond on things that are specific to my strengths and my assets.
0: Probably should have asked this sooner. What does esoteric mean?
1: Oh my gosh. Esoteric is like only a certain subset of people understand it you know like it's something special it's like whenever you're talking to a girl and i i mentioned that i like matt maltese this indie artist and she's like oh my gosh i like matt maltese too no way or like my friend heinrich from my awakening group we <laughs> we were sitting, and I was scrolling through my playlist that I'm very, very proud of. It's called Bitter Tangerine. Fun fact, my Instagram was named after this playlist because I love this playlist so much. It makes me feel like me. Anyway, I was scrolling through it, and my parents love the 70s, 80s bands, the Carpenters. Might be 90s. Who knows? Time is a concept. But <laughs> But my parents love them and I love them like they're my safe music band and Heinrich loves them too and so he saw the Carpenters he pointed at my playlist I pointed at my playlist and we just started laughing and like hitting each other uncontrollably and it was so fun because we were like this is so niche and like nobody else likes it but us but like it's just a special little oomph that added to our friendship
0: okay so it's like you're friends with people who like the things that you like, but it's like niche, cool, fun things.
1: Yeah, like like how you love words, and I have a list of words on my phone, and we can talk about our favorite words.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I do like words. Do you like, like the words that are like fancy, cool etymology words, or do you also like like weird grammatical functions of words and stuff like that?
1: I I don't think I've broken into the weird grammatical functions. Like I think I'm still on etymology, and I think I'm satisfied with that, with where I am now in my life.
0: Yeah, because like half of my podcast is just cool things about the way words function. Yeah have have you have you listened all have you listened to any of the all of them?
1: I've listened to the homoph- homophones episode, and I enjoyed that one.
0: Yeah, the the one that probably does the like weird functions of words. Actually, the homophone one does it too. But the 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 fourth one, the zugma one, is is very, uh, it's it's like it's like clever wordplay kind of word English language usage. I, I like English. English is cool.
1: I also like English, and I was off put by that episode because the word just looked kind of strange. But I will I will listen to it.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, i i think it's from a different language yeah Zugma, it's like z-e-u-g-m-a so i think it's like zoigma in the native language i don't know what the native language is but yeah there you go
1: oh my gosh have you seen that guy he makes like instagram reels and tiktoks but he's like a linguist and he translates things into bird language and he made his own bird language
0: i have not <laughs>
1: He also made gingerbread, like gerrymandering districts. He's so cool.
0: Yeah, I love me some gerrymandering.
1: Yeah. And then he also made a club at Harvard, because that was his alma mater, and it was like a linguistics club, but every week there would be a different theme. So let's say this week's theme is pool. So everyone in the club would go to pools that week or pool their money or carpool together. And then at the midnight of the next Tuesday, they would all gather in one room at Harvard and hold pool noodles and vote for the next word. And I think that's so funny.
0: Yeah, the way English works, it's so cool how like singular words have like varieties of meanings. This happens in other languages too, like "da" means like a whole bunch of stuff in Vietnamese, but uh but yeah, I mean it's 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 nice that English English is very weird, but I, I like how weird English is.
1: I too like to kick rocks. Da da.
0: Yeah, the word for ice is also da.
1: Kick icy rocks.
0: Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, if you didn't know, I'm Vietnamese, and so is the person I'm talking to. That's, that's, that's the language. of. Okay, okay.
1: Yeah, I'm the person he's talking to. But can we circle back to the question that you asked me?
0: Yeah, go ahead and answer it.
1: What was the question again?
0: The question is, what do you think of... Sh- sh- should we kick them out? Yeah. Okay, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to kick you all out. Some people enter the room we kicked them out uncut so everything stays uh yeah uh, the question was what do you think of so so you we, the the topic was platonic love what is like a core example of so one define it to what is like a core example that you think epitomizes platonic love
1: mm I have a lot of really intimate moments with my friends where we get really deep and I really love to pick their brains because they're all people that I find very interesting. Um, But I like with that also comes having fun with your friends. And I remember at home I set up this little Valentine's Day party for me and like six of my closest girlfriends and we had it at someone else's house because my house is not the hanging out house (laughs) and so we all gathered there and um we had made pasta beforehand and then girls started showing up and they were wearing these cute dresses and every time like someone new would come to the door everyone else who had already gotten there would come and like fawn over their dress or fawn over their hair and it was so cute to uplift like the beauty of the women that I see around me. And then the final thing was like two of my friends showed up and they had made a cake for Valentine's Day, like for a val- Valentine's Day gathering. And on the cake, they had put like the word agape and it was so sweet. And then we just gathered around the table and ate pasta and talked about dreams and talked about like my iPad, my new iPad that I had gotten and um, talked about like the ways that we knew each other And we ate the agape cake, and we were giggling, and we were silly, and then we watched Pride and Prejudice, and we all squealed at the love. And it was such an affirming night to be surrounded by people that loved you and loved each other and could have fun with each other, but also could be there for you at your highs and your lows. You know what I mean? That makes sense, right?
0: I know what you mean, kind of. Side note. Mr. Darcy is is that guy like he is him he is him
1: (laughs) yes I I enjoy but also I will admit that I wasn't as enamored by the book as I thought I'd be it's it it do be a little slow I am a big little women fan though
0: yeah it was a little slow but the parts that like are good are like good, so I, I I enjoyed it. It's one of those things that like you gotta build up, and then it's it it the the, the payoff's worth the wait. Also, the the Austin like writing style is just it's very uh, I like it a lot. It's 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 uh, I don't know. Sometimes uh, in society today or people I know, they'll they'll write in a way that it's very like there's lots of like flourishes or they use a lot of like fancy words, but there's like nothing there. You know, like, because, like, when you use, like, a fancier, like, all things being, I, th- my logic on this is all things being the same, use the simplest word that conveys the meaning. But sometimes the more complicated word has, like, has, like, connotations and certain, like, contexts that that make it do what that word is designed to do. And if you do that, use that word instead. But if you're not doing it and you just look Google synonyms and put in a fancier sounding word that doesn't have the meaning that you want it to because you don't know the meaning of the word, uh, that's less good. But I, I don't know. I, I think Austin does a very good job with that.
1: Mm, I, I've been thinking about that concept because something that people really like about Haruki, Haruki Murakami's writing is that because it's just, translated from Japanese, the words are all very simple. So they all serve the function that he intended for them to mean. And it conveys the story in a very accessible, simple, straightforward way. And I really, really like that about his writing. So I agree, Like, there, when you need to be succinct, the best words to use are simple words. And that conveys your message. The best, but it's also beautiful when writers flourish and they do a good job of flourishing.
0: Yes, but there's like good flourish, and then there's like flourish to flourish, and it's not. Yeah, it's it's fluff. It's it's fancy words, but there isn't a, a goal. There isn't like a purpose that it's like executing or executing well for that matter.
1: A book series that I love that does a very good job of using big words in a very right way is the Skyth series by neil schusterman it's so good you guys it's about like this society where technological improvements have been like like the world's perfect because technology has been perfected and so you've beat death like people are so biologically advanced that they have no reason to die anymore and so there's this supercomputer, right, that kind of runs the world, and it it's a very good and just supercomputer, again, because humans made it, and it loves the world, and it doesn't want people to suffer, and it knows that, like, people, like, their lives have to end for new life to flourish, and so it's hired this team of people that it's picked out from society called scythes who go around and, like, kill people but in a very just way or it's intended to be very just you know what I mean and so this series you guys it's so good like the author uses words in such a beautiful way and it's it's a young adult like dystopian series so obviously it's very accessible to young adult readers but then he also embellishes it in ways that are completely like Oh, it's like stumbling upon a little gold nugget as you read and then you're like, "Oh, let me add that to my word list." And it's so fun. But also, the theological parts of like the supercomputer, like Loki, it's so good, you guys. Like it like reminds the supercomputer reminds me of God, and the way that it loves the humans is so so beautiful. And Loki, I cried when I read this. It was so good.
0: Yeah, that sounds interesting. I may or may not look into this book series thing. Nice.
1: I think you should. I th- I think you would really enjoy it and I think it would embellish our friendship a lot if you read it.
0: I'm not much of a reader though. Okay. You know what my favorite uh piece of literature is? I I, th- I think I heard it for the first time in sixth grade, but I heard like a like a like a simplified version of it and then I heard the actual text whenever I was older, and I really liked it a lot.
1: What book is it, Ethan?
0: It's The Gift of the Magi by O. Henry.
1: I've never heard of that book, Ethan.
0: You've never heard of this book? In fact, one of my podcast episodes was just going to be me reading the book because it's literally in public domain. It's, it's really good.
1: I love the public domain. I think you should read it. I would listen to it. I like your voice.
0: I like my voice, too. And... I don't know if I've gone on a tangent about how much I like my voice on this podcast, but I'll, I'll do that at some point.
1: Do you like my voice, Ethan?
0: I do like your voice. And the main reason is that it's your voice.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: Yeah. And a uh, part of the last podcast was like, oh, uh, I wish my hair were different. Oh, I wish my eyes were different. It's like, no, no, it's it's the hair you got. Like it's 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 very nice. Like, like, like there's probably uh like, there are probably specific scenarios where the the fact that your voice is your voice and it wasn't, like, a pitch different or a different intonation probably did something rhetorically that was, like, effective that would not have been able to be executed independently. But even if that wasn't true, like, your voice is your voice is the voice you got. It's the voice that God gave you. And so um, that's that's the way it'd be. Uh, there's a... Uh, Saint Alphonsus Liguori, who I believe is a doctor of the church, uh, wrote a book called Uniformity with God's Will. And the thing he talks about in it is, like... Um, like, to desire the will of God is to desire, like, what God has, like, put into place. So, part of that is, like, uh, low-key, the best weather is the weather that it currently is. Because that's what God wills. Like, the best, like, I, like, my voice, I like my voice because God willed me to have this voice. And, and I love God. and I, Therefore, I love my voice.
1: I really like that you celebrate the things that people have and the things that I have because I think a cross that I bear a lot is being nitpicky with myself and then um, trying to change myself to be like part to myself to be more ideal to me and I like that you celebrate what I already have. It's very affirming and it reminds me that my cross is a cross that I bear.
0: All for the glory of God. You know how it be. Is there anything else you wanted to say on Platonic love specifically? Also, uh, I, I have opinions on the term Platonic love. I think Platonic, like, like, is Platonic love just meant to be like juxtaposed with like romantic love? Because I feel like at that point, like, like, oh, I, I was about to say love is love, but that definitely means something else. But it's like, it's like, it's like, uh, like, y- y- like, 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 isn't it just like, oh. Uh, love this person, love this person, and in certain contexts of what the relationship specifically is with them, it's different. But like, like the platonic love with a girly, uh, sorry, with your love with like a fellow girlie is different than a platonic love with like, uh, like some guy friend you have, kind of thing.
1: Yeah, I agree. Like within the context of our friendship, the love that happens can be categorized. Why does your mic smell like weed?
0: Oh, it doesn't. It smells like crayons. Like, 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 th- th- like, basically, I dropped it in a thing of crayons and it smells like crayons. So it smells very waxy. Like, give it a smell.
1: Okay.
0: You still think it smells like weed? Vaguely. I, I can see it. I, I assure you, my microphone hasn't been anywhere near weed. So there you go.
1: I'm glad. And I'm glad it's crayons. I can see the little orange. like.
0: I, I really tried hard to get it out. It didn't work.
1: Well, orange is my favorite color. So it makes me happy. Thank you.
0: That the, the weed count was, was a weird thing to say, I will say.
1: I mean, okay.
0: I just don't want the viewers at home to think that I'm adjacent to weed in any way.
1: Guys, Ethan was not... Adjacent to weed in any way. He just dropped his mic in a batch of crayons.
0: Uh, did you have anything else to say on uh, platonic love specifically?
1: I love my friends so much. And that's it.
0: Okay. A- any other things about love you wanted to talk about?
1: Um, no, let's talk about something else.
0: Um, like, y- y- you want to drop this whole topic?
1: Low-key, yeah. Why? Because I, I want to talk about something else. Like, I, I want to ask you other questions.
0: Okay, ask me other questions, but what if I wanted to talk about love? Got him.
1: Okay, then you ask me questions about
0: love. No, 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 I, I ask your questions.
1: Okay, to what extent do you want travel to be a part of your life?
0: Like, when I grow up?
1: Yeah, because I know, like, you were talking about yesterday at dinner that you're more of a homebody, like, you want to go back to Houston. What extent... To, do you want travel to be a part of your life and to where and yeah.
0: Yeah. So yesterday we were uh it was like forty of us was it was that thirty three of us were thirty thirty three of us were at dinner at Texas Roadhouse for a friend's birthday. Yeah, yeah. So basically, um travel. Uh I think I would uh travel within the United States uh to here's the thing, if it's just me. Uh, I don't know how often I'm traveling, but if like I'm going to go with like my parents or like my extended family or uh let us suppose I get married and have kids, I would take them uh, I I would probably go like I'm a I like going to, like national parks stuff like that, going hiking, uh things like Disney World that that the, these things could make sense, but it's mainly like like staying within the, this amazing country is probably something I want to do. Like maybe I'll go visit Vietnam or I'll go to like Rome or something, like, or something like Jesus-y. But just like, I don't know, whenever someone describes, oh, I want to go to Iceland because it's beautiful, that concept doesn't make that much sense to me, so I don't know if I would ever do that. Uh, like, sometimes places look pretty, but, like, let me find something that looks, not let me find something that looks pretty with that that's within this country because uh, I have rights here and stuff.
1: So is your affinity for traveling in this country mostly based on the... R- your rights here or is it also based on convenience
0: um convenience and specifically price are definitely good factors uh price is a is a relatively important factor for me just because uh and also it's not even it's it's what is price relative to perceived increase in experience because like if there's a really far away thing that's just like so much better then I, I i might i might just do that but if it's like oh it's relatively comparable but it's much closer and it's much cheaper like that seems like something that i would rather do and and part of that logic is that scales down too like like sitting at home and a game night with my family that is very close that is very cheap and that is very good so like what is like like going somewhere would be like an extraordinary thing because Like, it's not like I need Disney World to to bring me happiness. Mm,
1: I I agree. I, conversely, want traveling and traveling abroad to be a large part of my life. Um, I was born in the Netherlands, and then we lived in Singapore before we moved to America.
0: I got a really important call, so... Can you can you like entertain the, the viewers at home by just talking about more about your life and then you can fill me
1: in when I come back? Absolutely, I can. I really hope Ethan enjoys his call. He's walking away right now and today he's wearing a purple shirt and a black vest and navy pants and Christmas socks. And guys, I love the sporadicness of Ethan's outfits and also how proud he is to present himself in the way that he does it's fun um fun fact we both showed up today um in puffer vests and I wore it because Ethan likes puffer vests and I think it's fun to look like a marshmallow but anyway you guys so I was born in the Netherlands and then after that my family moved to Singapore and then after that we moved to Houston right and like my family's Vietnamese so I've been exposed to a lot of different cultures and ways of living. And like my family, we don't make that much money. But when, whenever we have the funds that allow for it, my parents save up to go traveling. You know, like we've we've never gotten a new car. We've never gotten a new house. But like every year, my parents pool all their money so that we can go somewhere abroad or Um, to a different national park. And these experiences with, with my family, like being exposed to new cultures, seeing that like my parents, like no, nothing is as big, My parents do not get inconvenienced by the inconveniences that come with traveling because they know that the worth of traveling and the things that we will learn and, like, the experiences that we have and, like, the goals that we will check off by traveling are so much, like, are worth so much more than the hassle of saving or the hassle of, like, planning flights or like being in a sketchy hotel room in Paris and it's so much fun you guys like we've been to Egypt we've been to Chicago we've been to like Ireland because my godparents live there um we went back to Vietnam this summer and it was such an enriching time of life for me because it was like I was going back to Vietnam which is where my family lives and it's the language that I speak and it's the food that I've been surrounded by my whole life but then like coming back as an adult, as my parents give me more freedom to make friends and to see and process everything on my own and to go out with my friends in Vietnam to like a hotel restaurant and sit down and talk about America and Vietnam and how they differ. Like, it's just so sweet. And I love how well read and cultured my parents are and how open minded they are and I would really want to extend that with my family when I grow older and to give my kids that gift as well. Um, so, so special. Yeah. Okay, Ethan's still taking his call, and I'm just sitting here, so I, I don't really know what to talk about. You guys, I was kind of nervous coming onto this podcast, not going to lie, because I really love, like, i want to curate people's perceptions of me (laughs) like i want to i want to be someone who's seen as like wise and like loving and kind and um willingly vulnerable but not vulnerable to the point where you can see like how deeply flawed i am and so coming on this podcast was like in the beginning i'm sure when i listen back to it or like if you listen back to it dear viewer or dear listener whenever you listen back to this, like, maybe in the beginning you can tell how much I was trying to put walls up, but now that I've gotten talking, like, I think I like the sound of my own voice, I think I like the sound of my own opinions, and I'm, I'm proud to have both, and I'm proud to have a friend like Ethan, who celebrates them, and celebrates my presence, and wants to hear about them. Okay, (laughs) Ethan's still on his call, um, what should I talk about? I don't know. I don't know. I hope you're having a really good day, dear listener. And I hope that your friendship with Ethan has fulfilled you as much as our friendship has fulfilled me. And I hope you realize how special you are. And um that you're not someone who needs to ball yourself up and be as convenient for people or little as possible like you're you're worthy of celebration you're worthy to take up space you're you're worthy to sit at the table of Christ and eat at the banquet the grand banquet in heaven and i pray that realizing that compels you to live a life where Jesus Christ will be proud of you and um you're proud of having a friendship with him. I truly, truly, truly wish that upon you. And yeah. I don't know if I should pause this. Okay, Ethan's coming to the door. I I'm happy he's back with his purple shirt and his puffer vest.
0: You talk about while I was gone. You
1: can listen back to it and you can hear. It's it's very sweet.
0: Uh any vulgarity?
1: No, I'm I'm not vulgar.
0: Yeah, I didn't assume you were. I don't assume that of you.
1: Yeah. My Drake playlist. I only put the clean songs on there because I, I have like an adversity to vulgarity, but also like I am probably one of the biggest Drake fans there is at this church. So it's, it's a dichotomy and it's also a vice in my life.
0: So I wanted to talk about the topic of love. Okay. 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 Uh, uh, sorry. Uh, yeah, I want to talk about, like, what does it mean? Because part of the thing you want to talk about was God's love. Like, what does it mean to love with the love of God? What does it mean to you?
1: Mm. I think to love radically and to cast out all previous judgments of someone and love them for their God-given worth and respect them.
0: Yeah, Uh yeah, because, like, God is fully content in himself. Like, he doesn't need anything from me. Like, to love God uh, is to, like, is for, it's for me. It's to, it's because he loves me. He wants that for me. And and so, too, like, to love God is to love those who God loves. So that's to all the people who, What you were talking about earlier with, like, you wanted to, like, uh, be friends with all, all the people. And uh, that's, that's. Yeah, to love, to love with the love that God
1: loves. Yeah, one thing that Father Mike Schmidt said that really resonates with me is that there's three types of respect. So the first type of respect is for everybody in the world. Like, it's because you're a human being and because you deserve human decency. Like, you deserve water, you deserve to take up space, you deserve love, like, you deserve to have a community. Um, so there's that, like, basic human Because you're a human and because God made you, I respect you and I will like I wish his will for you. And then there's a second type of respect that's like, I respect you because you serve this role in my life. So I respect Ethan because he's my friend and I will give him that respect that a friend should give a friend or I respect my dad because he's my dad and so I give him that respect in that capacity and then the third respect is like I love you like I will give you the respect that that demands as well I think those are yeah I think that's very good hi
0: so one of the things that uh, whenever I heard for the first time like kind of radically changed my view on what love is is that like uh, like I, i've heard like all the good like oh jesus died on the cross for me he loves me but then that that's true for like the person next to me and for everyone else like jesus died for uh that person who's currently walking like jesus died for uh, all these people and if that's the case if 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 like th- that person is jesus's like he gave that person his everything like Am I to do something different?
1: Mm, that's good
0: And there's this line that some dude said that <laughs> uh, it goes something like this and hopefully I can sing it and this doesn't get deleted but it goes like it's like to love another person is to see the face of
1: God. I love Lamiz Ethan. I'm so happy right now.
0: But the line hits so hard to love another person. Is to see the face of God, because they are made in His image, in His likeness, and He loves them with such an everlasting love that 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 to love another person is to is to is to look at them and to see to see God, because God says, "When you did the things for the least, uh, you you did it for me."
1: I that's so beautiful. Shout out Victor Hugo. I hope he's a saint, and I hope he's in heaven, and I hope that by the grace and mercy of God, if I go to heaven, I can talk to him about that because he He ate. Indeed. He did eat. Um, The thing that changed my perception of love when I first heard it is, number one, like there's a C.S. Lewis quote that I love and it's, love is never wasted for its value does not rest uh, upon reciprocity. And I love that because so many people are like, oh, I regret putting all my love into this relationship because, like, they didn't give it back to me and now I'm hurt. But no, like, you put that love out and just because it wasn't given back to you doesn't mean that it wasn't true and it wasn't good and it wasn't from you. Like, there's no need to discount it because someone wasn't compatible with you. Like, that's your love because it's from you. Yeah, that's good.
0: Yeah, this, yeah, because love is not it's a function of you when someone chooses not to love you, you can still love them because uh, yeah the love is uh, yeah I, I i like I like Saint John Paul the second there's a quote from him of like uh, the love is not uh, a feeling, it's like an act of the will to choose the good of another over the good of oneself
1: right, right and i think i think the cs lewis quote also comes with the persistence of loving loving people you know what i mean like the unafraidness of the unafraidness of putting yourself out there and persistently loving someone even if they've rejected you and even if they've rejected the way of the lord yeah,
0: because, I mean, on the cross, like, well, with the exception of few, but like, the Lord was rejected, and and He, uh, I mean, I, sorry, sorry I, like, like, I, I'm one of the people who put Him there, but but in in doing so, He, uh, He He looks at me with such, uh, like a tender countenance, and and chooses to love me, and yeah, that's that's so so like, who am I to do something different? And uh, this is why, like. One of my favorite saints is Saint Maria Goretti, and she and 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 she and she did the, she, she she like 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 I think moral number one from that story is that uh, that I'm the one who stabs Christ in the back 14 times yet he turns around and chooses to love me. But that too is like that that's the love that I'm called to do that I'm called to to love as Christ loves and is hard. It's really hard, but that's the that's the that's the call. That's the goal because
1: oh my gosh, you want to know one of the most touching things that happened this month? So we were in the car, and Jada was telling us, okay, me and Ariana and Jada and Nanafia went to Alabama together. We had, like, this grand old road trip. It was such a sweet adventure, and I love, y'all know I love being with my girlies, so it was a very fulfilling experience for me, especially with coming to UT, because I'm just a freshman, and, like, it was fun to get to know people from here, too. And so on the road trip, we were in the car, and Jada was telling us about... People at the UCC and then saints that she associates them with. And for me, she said St. Maria Goretti because she says that I have this innocence about me and this purity um, to where I invite people both good-willing and not good-willing to me, but then I also, like, forgive and I love them rightly. And that was such... A beautiful way of uplifting me, and I'm, I'm so glad that she said that. But then she also clarified that she didn't want anything bad to happen to me. That like she just sees me bouncing back the way th- that Saint Maria Goretti does, and such a beautiful way of affirmation. And I'm really glad she said that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Saint Maria Goretti is one of the, one of the homies. Love her.
1: Oh my gosh. Okay, you guys. Another thing that changed the way that i view love is another quote. I'm a quote girly. I'm sorry. Sue me. Sue me. But um it's when joy becomes a habit. Love becomes a reflex. And oh, you guys, I love because before i was very like melancholic and i found comfort in knowing that my melancholy stemmed from bitterness in a way, like, it was, um, like, it was, like, okay, like, I can be sad, you know, but then I realized, like, when I'm sad, I'm not loving people rightly, because loving is not a reflex to you when you're sad, but when you're happy, and, like, bubbly, you're able to love people, because that's the disposition of joy, it's, like, the, like, it lends itself to loving very easy, easily, like, when you're, when you're joyful, loving is so much more accessible because you don't have walls on your heart and you're able to include other people in your joy too and it's beautiful. Yeah.
0: That, uh, it's very beautiful. I like quotes too. This is one of my favorite... Uh, I don't know. I, I actually, I'll ask you the question and then I'll... Uh, what's your favorite Bible verse?
1: <gasps> oh my gosh. I I think I have a lot. Um... My, fun fact, my U-T-E-I-D and password, my password is a Bible verse. And I, like, ty- I type it. <laughs> why are you, why are you shaking your head?
0: Don't divulge most personal information on the podcast. This is public knowledge. <laughs> just, a, just a, okay, yeah, don't, no, okay, yeah, don't, because... Like, don't allow this podcast to be a means which people get information about you that you do not want them to get.
1: LOL. I wasn't going to say which Bible verse, so that's up to y'all. If you ever get access to my UTE ID, just type all the Bible verses in the Bible and one of them will stick and it will be the one.
0: Yeah, not just the Bible verse. Okay, continue, continue, <laughs> continue, continue.
1: Um, I I love the Bible verse that's like, um, oh, it was in yesterday's gospel. It's, in Luke and it's like behold I am the handmaid of the Lord let it be done to me according to your will that's it's so beautiful and then I have others like I really like um the one that's my UTEID password I will not say that one and then I also I love Corinthians there's one that's like um I don't know I'll have to search it up I'm sorry I'm I'm not hot on my scripture right now it's it's one of those ones. yeah
0: yeah uh so uh, when someone asks me what's your favorite Bible verse, I'm like, I don't know the entirety of the genealogy in the first chapter of Matthew, uh, or the all four chapters of the book of Ruth, or all of Genesis 38. Or, or, or I'm 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 a big Genesis fan. Uh, but one of my favorite lines in the Bible is uh, so th- this is this is um, Jacob, uh, so J- Jacob and Esau, and then Jacob does the Esau thing, and then he like schmixes him. And then uh, his mom's like, yo, uh, go to my brother uh, back, back where I live. Go, go, go over there. R- run away. And then so he goes away to Laban, who is his mother's brother. And Laban has two daughters, uh, Rachel and Leah. And then uh, he uh, has a particular fancy for Rachel and wants to, 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 to marry her. And uh, Laban's like, you work for me for seven years, and you can have Rachel. And the Bible says, uh, it says, because Jacob loved Rachel, he answered, I will serve you seven years for your younger daughter, Rachel. Laban replied, it is better to give her to you than any other man. Stay with me. So Jacob served seven years for Rachel, yet they seemed to him like a few days because of his love for her. That's one of my favorite Bible verses.
1: I, yeah, I, I love, I love love. Like, it just compels you to do the most like it puts your self-seekingness down and the hardest things seem like the easiest things because of the power of love and thank you Jesus Christ for that in in the way that you've shown that to us because it's so great also i found i found my second corinthians bible verse it's two corinthians 417 and it's for this light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison
0: very nice yay what is your favorite cookie
1: my favorite cookie is oatmeal raisin
0: what's your favorite color
1: orange
0: why is it orange and what can you tell me more about the fact that your favorite color is orange
1: Um, your mic is orange and I like orange, (laughs) but also, um, tangerines mean a lot to me. They're a beautiful fruit. And I like when they're cold because you take a cold tangerine out of like the fridge and the skin is just begging to be peeled off. Like it, it comes off with such ease and it makes the entire eating process so seamless and slippy and beautiful and you open the orange and it's it's the perfect it's the perfect shape and f- it has the perfect function for sharing with others so it's like a communal food and then it's it's bitter and it's sweet and i love that part about it because like it's both and the and it has a very good mouth feel um and i i like them i like the concept of oranges a lot and I like the color orange as well.
0: It's cool that orange, the fruit is the same word as orange, the color. Speaking of bittersweet, do you have any closing words for the folks at home?
1: Mm. I, I wish you love. And I hope you have the best day of your life today. And if not today, another day. Um, and there's hope in that. I love you.
0: That's the that's the episode for today. Well, God love you. I'm Ethan Wynn. Toodles.